Today on CityCast Boise, cyanide, a cryptic note, and a still-as-yet-unidentified victim. KTVB's Alexandra Duggan is with us to talk about the mysterious circumstances surrounding the 1982 death of a man found in a Boise church. And a quick note, this episode does include a mention of suicide. It's Monday, December 5th, 2022. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Alex, thank you so much for being with us today. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so give us the setup for this unsolved mystery. In 1982, a man was found dead at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church. Tell us, tell us, dig in with us. This man who we're going to call William Toomey, he was found outside a confessional booth in Sacred Heart Church um, in Boise. And he was dressed like he came from Texas or Arizona or New Mexico. So he was super tan. He was clean shaven. He had sandy blonde hair. He had... Um, blue jeans on, a bolo tie, a watch, um, cowboy boots. He looked to be about 35 to 45 years old. So everyone was like, where did this guy come from? And people that were coming to the church that day found him. Basically, I reached out to the daughter of the woman that found him. And she walked up to him, thought that he was alive, but they reached down to take his pulse and they didn't find any. So they went to tell the priest about it and they all kind of gathered together and tried to figure out who this guy was. And his death was ruled a suicide. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, his death was ruled a suicide because the examiner found cyanide in his system they believed he poisoned himself. So the church ended up burying him. Well, the funny thing is that he didn't want to be buried. He wanted to be cremated. But we know that, you know, Catholics don't cremate. And we also know dying in that way, poisoning yourself or anything like that, it's it's kind of just different within the church. And so he had a note in his pocket that instructed him to be cremated and that whoever found him should have this money that he has in his pocket and to donate that to the church. And it was just like, how much money was in his pocket? Around $2,000. It was like 1,900, something like that. But, um, yeah, so they, I think they like believed he died five hours before. So he was cold by then. He ended the note, I believe, with like something cryptic, like God will see your honesty in this. And he signed it William Toomey or William L. Toomey. And the police looked into it and they're like, who is this guy? We have no record of him. We have nothing on him. Wow. Interesting. So he had 1900 or $2,000 in his pocket and, and no this ID. note, no ID. So nothing else on him? Literally nothing. Um, And it's super weird because he had a wallet. So it's like he emptied it before he went in there. My first thought was like, did he just throw his ID out in the bushes before he got in there? But I I don't know. I'm sure that police officers looked around, obviously. But I just it's just super weird. Like it's like he had a wallet. Why keep the wallet if it's empty? I don't know. So it just seems like he just just tossed his ID, just tossed, you know, anything else he had in there. 
And yeah, nothing came back to him besides the fact that like the name Toomey was a company that manufactured like priest and nun clothing, Hmm. which I found out from the Austin Chronicle. And that is super weird because obviously he was found in a church. So it's like, why would he use that name? Yeah. But I don't know. And it's just like these weird coincidences and these weird little pieces of um, information within this case. They all link to each other in some way, but it's like there's not enough evidence to make them like super solid. And so do we know anything else about him? Like, do we know, you know, you said he was from the Southwest. I remember from your article, there was something about a belt buckle. Yeah, I mean, so that's why people thought that he was from New Mexico or Texas, because he had a belt buckle with a coin or a Mexican coin in the middle. And they thought that it was super odd. And I spoke with this podcaster, too, and he was just talking to me about how he believes that maybe Toomey had a connection to this church. So then we were talking about it and we were like, well, maybe he actually went there as a kid, moved away at some point. Um, And we know Father Fouché, who was the priest at the time, he actually was convicted of like sex crimes and stuff like that. So we were talking like maybe this guy to me was part of that and maybe he you know couldn't live with it or he went back as like a final like statement or something like that but it's just this crazy mystery you know Mm. and then I went to his gravesite and it was just it's honestly sad because there's so many like unidentified people in that area and his gravestone isn't even a gravestone it's it's just basically a slab of gravel and someone carved to me into it. And when I talked to the daughter of the woman that found him, she said that her mom told the story until she died. She would tell it over and over again. And that her mom was always sad for him and his family. And that there was just this sadness and mystery surrounding the whole case. So. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of interesting elements to it. Like the $1,900 to me is like, I don't know how much a funeral cost in 1982, but I feel like uh, probably a headstone could have been included in that 1900. If you're going to go against the man's wishes to be cremated, seems sort of interesting to give him like an extremely pauper's grave, you know, type situation. Right. So it's like someone out there knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Somebody, someone knew him. He he had to have had a family, at least. He had to have somebody who loved him. And, you know, if he didn't, somebody knew him. So it it's just infuriating almost. And I... There's just so many missing people, so many unidentified people, and it's just crazy how there's just no evidence to make them, a, like, to give them an identity, and I just, it makes me very upset and infuriated, but I guess it's just going to live on as a Boise mystery until he gets identified at that point. It sounds like this story really stuck with you, uh, like, you think about it still, and you're so, like, you know, kind of on the path of wanting it solved. Why do you think that is? I just hate honestly that there's probably people looking for their loved ones and they just don't know where they are and there's so many cases like that and I what makes this interesting is just the circumstances surrounding it but there's also so many other people out there that are unidentified that deserve the same attention and people deserve to have an identity and you know after their death and it's just very infuriating that we don't know and I feel like more could be done, but 
it's just the resources. It's just, there's just so many people out there. There's so many cold cases out there. There's so many cases to be solved, but I don't know. Hopefully we'll get to it eventually because it's going to be something I'm thinking about for a long time. <laughs> it, it is really an interesting, I'm not usually a big true crime fan, but it is really interesting. Like, you know, the Toomey being the name of the, gar- who makes the garments for priests and nuns and all the little details. Are you usually a big uh, true crime fan? So I, I love like podcasts and things like that about certain cases, but I only like the podcasts that respect the victims. I, I don't, I'm not one for, you know, podcasts that just focus on the suspect or focus on the killer or focus on that because I just, I don't feel like that's what justice is. So if you're if you're doing a podcast to kind of romanticize someone bad, then I feel like that's not something that I'm interested in. But when you talk about somebody's life or you talk about someone, you know, a victim and who they were and like maybe their past, I feel that I'm I, I'm really interested in that because I feel like, you know, these people deserve just as much justice as the next person. Well, Sounds like the police aren't really investigating this and maybe it's kind of you or some, you know, some reporters looking into it, podcasters and stuff. Do you think we'll ever learn this man's true identity? I think we will, but I don't know when because I know science is getting so, so like complicated and specific and technical. It's I mean, we could do things probably now like more things than we could probably do three months ago, just just on how fast science is advancing in that way. And I love talking to the ISP forensic director because he tells me all of the stuff that they're doing. And I mean, they just solved like two cold cases just out of genealogy, just un- unidentified people. Um, actually, I think now three because there was. Yeah, I think three now. And it's coming like every month, like they're doing amazing things and I think that maybe if if they stumble across something and it leads to this person then maybe we'll we'll be able to know who he is or it takes you know digging up his his body digging up his gravesite which would be really unfortunate if if that happens but that's what you got to do and just testing his DNA um if that's just a project they're willing to work on. Um, I actually sent this article over to the forensic director and I was like, Hey, you should look into this. And he was like, cool, I'll check it out. So I don't know, maybe (laughs) something will come of it. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but he seemed interested. So (laughs) I think that's great. I'm sure, you know, William Toomey, whoever he is, would really appreciate that someone is still, someone still cares about him and is still looking into his death and trying to find his people. So I think that's really, really wonderful. Yeah, I mean, if it's a random reporter from Boise, Idaho, I mean, that still counts, right? Yeah, still counts, still counts. <laughs> and before you go, we here at CityCast Boise want to give a quick shout out to our fellow local journalists. It's been a tough couple of weeks with several painful and complicated stories happening at the same time that all require real in-the-mud, boots-on-the-ground reporting. Watching our friends and peers handle these stories with compassion and grace has been really moving and makes us very proud.
Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. We want to hear from you for an upcoming episode. It's hard to believe we're in the final month of 2022, but here we are. So what's your resolution for our city in 2023? What do you hope for Boise in the new year? Leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text. 208-546-9485. That's 208-546-9485. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories. 